What is the value of true education? God describes it as riches and a crown of glory. Learn how to receive true education and how it contrasts with the darkness of modern education. Next on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry. Greetings everyone. It seems that just about everybody is discussing higher education today, and there certainly is good and bad in our educational system, but there are some deadly serious problems. And does the higher education have the answer to those problems? I want to tell you something that might be a, a bit uh, unusual. But our modern education is prophesied in your Bible. It's prophesied right there in your Bible and explains it. Of course, as I said, there's good and there's bad in that education, but there are certainly uh, concerns that are uh, somewhat frightening. If you look at the, uh, all these uh, Bible prophecies, and uh, you can see also that God shows us how to solve these problems, gives us the answers and makes it very clear, and tells us that it's aimed specifically at this, this time in our history. And it's all right there where we can see it and understand it, and I'll show you that today. Our Armstrong College recognizes that there is a significant relationship between education and world conditions. And that means uh, the responsibility of also of education for these conditions. If you look at uh, certain reputable statesmen and scientists today, they will even publicly state that they are frightened about what is happening in this world. So we can't hide from it. It just gets worse and worse. And there is a solution, but does the university or the college understand what that solution is. We must understand it because our number one problem is that of human survival. We must know what the solution is, and there is a solution. There is a solution, and it is going to be solved in spite of man. But if he doesn't heed the, uh, this message there in this, these prophecies, He's going to suffer a great deal that he would not have to do if he would heed the message. The building blocks of civilization are found right on the campuses of the universities and the colleges, and that's where we get our leaders. So if we get our leaders from there, we have to believe that they are given a responsibility for world conditions. Are they leading us where we want to go in those areas where they are in error? If you, I want to show you something about ancient Israel that was facing a military disaster, a great military disaster, and of all things, God, to help them, talk to them about higher education. He really did explain it to them and how they could solve those problems, and that they wouldn't have to be living in fear and anxiety, but they would have peace and wonderful blessings in every way. 
So this big prophecy is for this end time. And remember, our modern education is prophesied in your Bible. I'll show you that. If you look at uh, Isaiah's message, he, uh, he, he taught this. And actually, uh, tradition says he was sawn asunder, so they didn't like the message. But he was absolutely right in what he said. There was a, uh, this uh, Assyrian, which is modern-day Germany, shadow was hanging over them, and they needed to be properly educated, because God didn't want them to suffer and go through a lot of the problems like that uh, that we see around us today. Notice verse 13 of Isaiah 27. Isaiah 27, it says this, And it shall come to pass in that day. Now this is always for the end time. This is an end time message. It's end time prophecy. And notice what it says. In that day that the great trumpet shall be blown, and they shall come which were ready to perish in the land of Assyria, and uh, shall worship the Eternal in the holy mount at Jerusalem. So it was a bad time, and, uh, and, and God did uh, have a, a, a way that He was going to teach them how to solve their problems. And this was after they'd experienced some very, very severe tribulation. In that day means always this end time that we're living in right now. But again, it says that in that day. In other words, Isaiah went to ancient Israel, but he wrote his book for Israel in this end time, which is uh, not the entire 12 tribes primarily that God is talking to, but he's talking to three nations in particular the two birthright nations and the scepter nation, and that's all explained in our book on the United States and Britain and Prophecy, which we will send to you for free if you don't have it. All of our literature is free. So uh, war is certainly uh, hanging over us today. And what kind of a solution do we have, and where can we go, let's say, in higher education to find the solution? There's a great lack in that area. There's good and bad education, but we have to see where it is flawed. That's the only way we're going to solve these terrible problems. Verses 5 and 6 reads, In that day, there it is again. There should be no chapter break there. Notice what it says in chapter 28. In that day, that's, that's for our time now. Shall the eternal of hosts be for a crown of glory, and for a diadem of beauty, unto the residue of his people, and for a spirit of judgment to him that sits in judgment, and for strength to them that turn the battle to the gate? In other words, they, they turn the enemy away. That's what God wants to teach us to do, is to turn the enemy away and uh, solve these problems. Let's go on down a little further to verse 7. Here is some of the serious problems that Israel had then and has today, even more so than today. Verse 7, But they also have erred through wine and through strong drink, and are out of the way. The priest and the prophet have erred 
through strong drink. They are swallowed up of wine. They are out of the way through strong drink. He's talking about really a spiritual understanding here. They err in vision, it says. They err in vision. They stumble in judgment. Think about that. God is saying they don't have vision. He says another place in the Proverbs, where there's no vision, the people perish. We need vision in our education. We need judgment. Judgment. Verse 8 says, For all tables are full of vomit and filthiness, so there is no place clean. So then, uh, here we have God telling us that tables are full of vomit. That's a strong word. It's a strong, strong word. And this is all prophecy for today, and God is going to introduce you to higher education in the next verse. God is telling them something about war and how this all the solution should be right at the heart of education. So God says, all right, now please listen to me. Verse 9 reads this way, Whom shall he teach knowledge? God, he, God. Whom shall God teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. Now, what does that mean? Well, God is the great teacher. He wants to tell us something that we're, where we're, we're flawed, where we need help. And he says that you have to be weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. So, what God means by that is we've got to be weaned away from looking first to man. God says you, you've got to be weaned. You've got to be able to look to what God says and what these prophecies say and, and get, get yourself weaned from following men. Jeremiah 17, verse 5 says it's, it's cursed on a human being if they trust in men. It's a curse. And God wants us to be blessed. So, and then He promises to us a crown of glory and a diadem of beauty. What, a, what blessings God wants to give us and what education God wants to give us if we'll include Him in our reasoning. He says, come and let us reason together. He'll let us go our own way if that's what we want, but we don't really want that if we understand the end result. Verse 10, For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. So you have to really search out the truth. This is like a puzzle that you have to solve, and you have to look out throughout the Bible and put that puzzle together, and it, it makes you this beautiful picture of a crown of glory and a diadem of beauty. Now that's the, what God wants to give us. He will do just that if we will allow Him to do it, but uh, it, that means you really have to work at Bible study to put this all together because it's here a little, or there a little, over here a little. You really have to study your Bible to put that all together, and then it gives you the most beautiful picture you could ever possibly see. God is telling us that. It really does give you a vision. It gives you judgment. And you conduct, conduct yourself in a way that you will have peace, and you will have joy, and you will have happiness. That's an absolute promise from God. But notice what He says. It's, it's not that way in this world, and we know that. 
Verse 12, To whom He said, This is the rest, wherewith you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing, that yet they would not hear. See, they wouldn't listen. And He's talking to us today. We won't listen. Are people listening? Very few. Very few understand what I'm talking about here. But uh, he says, look, uh, you've got to get to the cause of this. What, what is it that's, that's causing you to be unable to rest and be refreshed? That's how the way God wants us to live. He doesn't want us to live in rumors of wars and having all kinds of wars and pestilence and famine and horrors in this world. That's not God's world at all. It Soon it's going to be a totally different world. And I'm talking about very few years. It's going to happen in spite of man, but we hope that people will respond and then they won't have to suffer. God says He'll protect His people through anything and through everything. But the cause, you see, the cause of uh, war, that's what God says we have to get to. What is it that's causing you to be weary and troubled? Well, God says you have to choose. Deuteronomy 30, verses 15 through 20. He says, Choose life, not death, but choose life. Choose the tree of life not the tree of good and evil, which is what, what man chose. He went, well, okay, they want their own education, they want their own religion, they want, they want to run it themselves. But is it the Bible direction that God wants them to take? No, it isn't, generally speaking. It is not. I want to read you something quickly from my booklet on uh, Colossians. And here's what I wrote. Colossians was written about 59 to 61 A.D. The book of Revelation was written around A.D. 90, only 30 years after Paul warned the Colossians and the Laodiceans. John revealed what happened to the Laodiceans. And the Colossians heeded the warning, and, and the Laodiceans did not. And I wrote, because the book of Colossians is tied directly into Revelation 3, that means Colossians is a prophetic book. In other words, uh, if you look at Laodiceans in the first century, which we had, and then there are, going, there are Laodiceans today, and they're right now as I speak, and it's all of the, the same problem. So what they had, the problems they had in the first century, they also have in the last century. God's, most of God's people have fallen away from God. But notice what it says in Colossians 2 and verse 8. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy. Well, what do you know? Well, that's education. That's education in this world, but it's wrong philosophy. Philosophy in vain deceit after the tradition of men. See, it's all from men. After the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. That same Paul described uh, more about this in just a moment, but uh, the rudiments of the world actually uh, means, according to today's English version, ruling spirits of the universe. Thayer's lexicon defines it, after the rudiments of the world to invade of evils coming into existence among men and beginning to exert their power. 
So you see, that's the Apostle Paul talking about what is coming in this end time. Now let me just quickly read you a few verses from Romans 1 in verse 20. Notice what it says here. For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse, because that when they knew God, they actually knew God. What happened? They glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imagination, and their foolish heart was darkened." Now this is, this is that same philosophy that, that Paul was talking about in Colossians 2. And it's a, it's a pagan philosophy that has creeped into our educational system. In, even in this end time, along with German rationalism, which has a lot to do, well, it is atheistic, and that's, uh, those are philosophies that we are teaching that came, that originated back in the first century. And they have come right on down to this present time. I have a little more to read you if I have time, but uh, God says, Only the fool is said in his heart, there is no God. And notice verse 23, And change the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like the corruptible man. That's what they're doing. Verse 25, Who changed the truth of God into a lie. They changed it. See, these into uh, pagan philosophers. Well, they were well educated, but notice what it says. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge or in their education, they didn't like to retain God in their education. Does that sound like our education today? I should say it does. Do they like to retain God in their knowledge? No, I'm afraid they don't. That is sad to say, but uh, in other words, they cease to teach anything about the true God and disseminate any of His uh, his true revealed knowledge. And God said, it made it clear then that these people really knew God, and they still turned away to that. And it's happening again in this end time. And it was all prophesied. And he goes on to say that, they, uh, that God gave them over to a reprobate mind. That's a horrible evaluation. He gave them over to a reprobate mind because they didn't like to retain God in their knowledge. Then verses 28 and 29, it talks about that, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity. These people who had once known God just turned away, like most of God's people have done in this end time. See, uh, again, this is the origin uh, and history of uh, certain things that have been taught and retained in tradition till this very end time. And I tell you, this is at the crux of the world's problems. Herbert Armstrong wrote uh, about uh, the fall of the Roman Empire, and, uh, and for some 600 years after that, they only had schools in the monastic schools, the training monks, and the cathedral schools for teaching priests, and the Roman Church, but the only textbooks were the pagan texts. That's the way it was then. And then uh, when the first universities appeared putting together 
today's pattern. Along about the 12th century, paganized education perpetuating pagan ideas, beliefs, and customs. In other words, Britannica goes on to say they were just bound by, by their traditions. And uh, look, uh, the, the thing about wrong education is that uh, it, is, it, is, it is the cause of today's troubles, the world's troubles. There are invisible laws that I've said recently and talked about them, that if you don't, uh, if you don't have a happy marriage, well, you're breaking laws. If you don't have a happy family, you're breaking laws, invisible laws, inexorable laws that God has established so we can choose life and be happy and really learn to live. That's what he's talking about. That's what God is saying. Look, He, he wants us to really live. We have a purpose on this earth. He put us here for a purpose, to be born into His family and to rule the whole universe under the Father and the Son. What is that uh, a diadem of beauty, a crown of glory? I should say it is. These are, again, uh, these are invisible laws, but uh, they, they, govern, uh, they, they uh, govern whether or not we're going to be happy or not, and whether we're going to be filled with vision and judgment. It all uh, is, is, is tied into that. Uh, getting that education right. But look, you, you know that if you think about it, here, here we are, human beings with a God-like mind, and God uh, created us. If you buy a car, they give you instructions on how, it, how it, it's to, to work, or if you buy a refrigerator, they give you instructions along with it. And if you create a human being that have the, has the features of God in a God-like mind, well, you send a you send an instruction book on how to make it work, and this is it, Jesus Christ in print. That's what it is. He has put in motion physical and spiritual laws. If we break them, they're going to really hurt us very badly. But what a, what a wonderful future that God has given us if we'll just follow His teaching. It's all prophesied, and our education is prophesied. The reason we, we, we've gone astray is this very uh, problem I'm talking about. And you can read Matthew 13 and verse 15, where Jesus Christ Himself said that these people's ears are dull of hearing. They have just closed their eyes to God. Matthew 13 and verse 15. Close their eyes to God. What a deadly, dangerous situation and condition that is. And you see, Christ even said in this context, well, I go around speaking to them in parables because they, they don't understand and He doesn't want them to understand if they're not going to change and, and, and learn from that because then that's getting uh, close to getting yourself lost for all eternity. God is going to resurrect most people that have lived on this earth, and He's going to teach them His way, and they're not going to close their minds to God. 
He isn't going to allow that, or he, uh, they can just go their own way and, and, uh, and deal with, with their own problems until they die, and it's going to be over for them. But look, don't, let, let's open our mind to God and let Him give us this crown of glory and this diadem of beauty. Let Him teach us His way of life. Let Him show us what is in this Bible. People have no idea of what wonderful truths there are in this Bible if God will just give them understanding, if they'll just let God give them understanding, if they will just choose life. But too many are choosing death. Look around and see what's happening. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends. What is the value of true education? God describes it as riches and a crown of glory. Learn how to receive true education and how it contrasts with the darkness of modern education. Thousands of years ago, the prophet Isaiah was inspired by God to write a stirring biblical account depicting the wonderful world tomorrow. You won't find a more far-reaching vision in all the Bible. Request Gerald Flurry's free booklet, Isaiah's End Time Vision, for the answer to the most important question in education. Modern education doesn't reveal the meaning of life or the importance of a strong relationship with God. One day soon, God will supply true education to all mankind. One of many perfect aspects of the future world ruled by God will be the educational system. The foundation of this system will be God and the Bible. With this vital spiritual element added to education, every human will be fully equipped to pursue true education in all areas of life. Also request Gerald Fleury's free booklet, Colossians, First Century Parallels, to learn how to avoid the deadly trap of worldly scholarship. The main problem with modern education is a complete reliance on human reasoning instead of God's revelation. Discover how to uproot vain intellectualism from your mind and replace it with an unwavering faith in God's unbreakable promises. You will also receive our free booklet, Education with Vision. Only one work on earth today provides this kind of education. Uncover the secret to obtaining true education. Learn how true education isn't something you get at an educational institution, but a way of life. True education never stops. Nothing can be more rewarding than a lifetime of true education in this physical life and beyond. All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request Gerald Flurry's free booklets on Isaiah and Colossians and our free booklet, Education with Vision. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request Gerald Flurry's free booklets on Isaiah and Colossians and our free booklet, Education with Vision. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629.
The preceding program was a paid presentation of the Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.